The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Akila Muhammad here with me. Uh, and her bio is so impressive. She's the founder and CEO of Hidden Gems Life Coaching. She's a mind-body life strategist and a dynamic speaker and certified fitness expert. And she loves passionately serving women by guiding them through life's uncharted territories. So welcome, Akila. I'm so happy to have you. Yes. Hello, Jen. Hello, everyone tuning in. Thank you for having me, Jen. It's such an honor to be here with you today. Well, I absolutely love your mission and I know we're very aligned in what we do. So why don't you just take me back a little to how you got started in this, this unique niche? Cause there's not a lot of women that are serving in the health and fitness area, but doing it in a very godly way. So just take me back yeah. to how that started. Yeah. So, wow. I, it really started with me being on my own journey and just dealing with the ups and downs of weight loss, the, the gaining and losing and um, all of that stuff that comes with it. And I remember going into the doctor's office one day and stood on the scale uh, for an annual checkup, stood on the scale and it read 189 pounds. And for me, in my mind, I rounded it up to 200 pounds. And so I knew something needed to be changed. I knew I didn't want to um, have my body weigh that much. And so I knew something needed to be changed, but it didn't keep me from living life. It didn't keep me from being active and doing things. And so it was like a reality moment in that moment. But after I left the office, it was kind of like back to back to the normal routine. Yeah. And so (laughs) and so I kind of just like let time go by. Um, Fast forward, I, I finally got to a place in my life when I said, "Okay, enough is enough. I needed to do something about it. Um, I was getting older. I was very athletic throughout high school and college. Um, But in my adult years, after having children, I just kind of let things be the way they were. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided to do something about it, I started looking into personal training and I was just making it all about me. Yeah. And then as I, as I was going through it, I said, wow, I I would really love to help someone else on their journey. Like this isn't just about me. So I started looking at the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and thinking about how can I help other people on their journey and ended up getting into, um, becoming certified as a trainer started working, started training people. I, it, Jen, Jen, this is a really, <laughs> it's a really long story, but I'm gonna keep it short. Yeah. But, um, just as I was in the midst of training, um, I kind of fell off the bandwagon again, sure. honestly. And I saw, I saw my clients making progress and I was like, man, I'm, I'm their personal fitness coach and they're making progress. And here I am going through this struggle again. Um, and so what I really realized was that for me and my personal journey, 
I was trying to approach things from the outside in instead of mm-hmm. the inside out. And then so I had, yes. And then I, I had to start inviting God in, into my journey because I was trying to do things out of my own strength, out of my own willpower mm-hmm. and not really seeking God to, to say, Lord, what is it that you have for me? What, how can I really um, fulfill what you are calling me to do? and live out what you're, what you're asking me to do. Yeah. And so I had to start inviting him and I started praying. And so that's kind of like the short version of it, but yeah. um, I love the beginning realized- of your story though. Cause I think that's just such a testament of the organic metamorphosis that we all go through. Right. It all starts from our own story. And for a little yeah. while you have to be focused on just you because you're going through this transformation, but then I feel like the Lord always uses it for good. And then he turns your mind to if it's your calling, right? Like, how can I help other people Mm -hmm. in this? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So talk to me about inviting the Lord in and like what that looked like for you. I know what it looked like for me. Um, cause my story is so similar. I mean, different variables, but so similar. Tell us what that looks like for you. (laughs) So inviting the Lord in. So I actually was raised Muslim. And I accepted Christ into my heart um, about nine years ago now. Wow. And so, <laughs> so nine years ago um, is when I accepted Christ into my life, but things didn't just like automatically just like take a turn. Like it yeah. just like my life didn't just change instantly. I was still going through a lot of the up and downs. Um, but when I decided, when I decided like, Lord, I want this more. I want, I, I know you want this more for me than I want it for myself. And so it took me really learning how to deny myself certain things. Um, I would go into times of prayer and fasting mm. and really just seeking the Lord. Like, what do you have for me? Because I've tried to live this life on my own and it's only yeah. gotten me so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I realized that it was not just about the physical fitness, but it was also about the spiritual fitness. And I believe when you are exercising your spiritual muscles, I believe that all bleeds into every other area of your life. And so for me, I don't want to walk this life out without him. I tried so it and good. it didn't work. Yeah. So good. So do you mind if I pull on that, the thread of being raised Muslim for a second? Would that be okay? Go for it. Go for it. (laughs) So were you, were your parents Muslim? Like, what did that look like when you were younger? And then what was your like encounter with Jesus? Like, or tell me about that. Oh my goodness. So it's interesting because, um, my parents were divorced before I turned one years old. Okay. So my mom was Muslim and my dad was Christian. He still is. Um, and she still is a Muslim. And so I seen both sides growing up. Um, so I would go to my dad's on the weekend for, you know, celebrate Christmas. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm like, it's all about the toys for me. (laughs) 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 So I would go celebrate. Um, I remember my granny though, she was just such a, a believer and she just, she, she was very grounded in her faith. I remember yeah. her having Bible studies. So yeah. like I've seen some of that growing up. And yeah. so and you can see that on Bible. people, right? Yes. Even when you yes. don't understand it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. And that's no, that's okay. And so I've seen both sides growing up. So, but as I got older, um, I would go to, like, I would go to church with my dad. I would go. So I did those things, but it was, I didn't know. I just, mm-hmm. 
I was just following behind. That's that. That's yeah. what I was supposed going to do. through the motions, my, going through the motions. Exactly. But it wasn't really until around in my thirties when I just didn't feel like I felt like something was missing mm-hmm. in my life. And I knew that there was a God. I I knew that, but I didn't, I didn't know yeah. <laughs> who, who God was. I just knew there was a God, but I didn't know what he meant for, you know, what he meant to me in my own personal life. And so I remember meeting someone and there was just like this certain glow about him. And I was, I guess I was around 30. Well, nine years ago, I don't know. I'm 46. So it was 38. I think <laughs> you don't have and to do so... math on this show. You don't have to do math. You okay. can round. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> what wasn't one of my strongest subjects. In Mine school. either. Mine either. That's why we just don't do it here. We just use round numbers. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I'll take that. I received that. So, um, but I remember just having a conversation with him. And I was asking questions and every question that he, that I asked, I mean, he answered and it was just like very inviting. And yeah. I was asking him questions about the Lord and his relationship with God and asking him about Jesus. And I was just so um, just blown away. And I just was like, I want that. Yes. <laughs> is, yes. Jesus is attractive. And I was like, I want that. That's the kind of life I want. And so um, I remember probably less than three weeks of after speaking with this guy and having these conversations with him, I said, I'm ready to accept, you know, pray the prayer of salvation and accept Christ into my heart. So good. And that's what I did. Yeah. And I haven't turned back since. (laughs) And I love the picture that you painted of this man who just like, you can see it on people, right? When they just like have Jesus in their heart, they're walking in the joy of the Lord and their lives still aren't perfect but they handle everything in a different light. And like, ever since I had an encounter with somebody that was like that, I was like, that's what I want, Lord. And I have worked, you know, to get to that place in my life. And I probably don't show up in every place uh, perfect because we won't be perfect until we get to heaven. But can you relate to that? Don't you think that's like a calling the Lord has on your life? Like I can see that on your life too, where you just want to be that light for people and show up in that light. So good. So good. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So what happens after right. that? What happens after your encounter? Yeah. So I'm like looking for a church home and I'm just visiting churches around my um, area. And I just was like, okay. So I'm like trying to have this picture in my head. I was like, okay, I don't want to be at a really big church. And then I don't want to be at a really small church. And so so I'm just like trying to like figure this stuff out on my own. And I remember a, a parent that I used to work with, um, she gave me a Bible and it was the mm. King James version. And I was looking through the Bible and just trying to read it and understand. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea <laughs> what this says. That's actually a personal and- rule of mine. You never give a new Christian the King James version. That's my rule. I'm not judging anyone else, but yeah. <laughs> is that what yeah, says it- what? <laughs> Right. And the we who and so <laughs> and it's interesting because now to this day I actually I still have the Bible and I actually prefer reading that as right. my yeah that doesn't surprise me now. But... Then, <laughs> but at the beginning I just was like I am and it was nice. It had my name engraved and I really appreciate it. Oh, but, that's beautiful gift. You know, yeah, it really was. And so I just started looking for a church home and um 
I really didn't know what I was looking for. I just knew that Mm -hmm. I wanted to be in community with someone I didn't know, you know, to look for biblically, yeah, biblically sound doctrine. I didn't know. I just didn't know. I just knew that I wanted to be in God's covering. And so, um, and so I did finally find a church home and it was kind of like a medium size. And then I spent about three, three or four years there. And I just felt like I was in a different transition of my life mm-hmm. and then found another church home. And I'm still at this church home. And now this one's bigger. Mind you, I said, I don't want a really big church home and I didn't want anything small, but the big church, I do, it does feel like a small church home for me now. So, yeah. um, and I just learned how to just dive right in and just learn how to serve and just I had to learn how, one of the biggest things for me is that I had to learn how to be a self-feeder because Mm. the person that helped lead me to Christ, I was just kind of like taking in everything that he was teaching me instead of me going to the word and learning it for myself. Yeah. And that's so easy to do. mm -hmm, Yes. And so it's just been, it's been a joy. It's been a joy. It has its ups and downs, of course, right? It's, It's a journey. But I'm really learning that it's truly, truly a faith walk. It's a faith walk. Yeah. And just like turning the the dial just a little bit more to look like Jesus every day. And when we fall short, we Mm -hmm. just, we just, you know, go back to our knees and repent. Yeah. Okay. So I love your signature talk, travel light. Um, And that, is that a technique that you're using in your coaching program? So it's, I have, I'm trying to see if I want to keep that separate just for my, my talk, my, my signature talk or, but I do incorporate like bits and pieces from the, from the talk itself, because truly it's about courage. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about courage. It's about learning to let go of the past and mm. walk out that courage that you have already inside of you. And I think sometimes people think that they have to go and look outside of them or look for courage or look for purpose, but everything we need is already inside of us. And so, yes, I guess you can say part of my signature talk is part of my coaching program. Got it. Yeah. That's so important. I think digging out those like root or core beliefs that shape why we do things is so essential to like the healing journey, especially if you haven't been walking with the Lord yeah. your whole life, right? Because a lot of worldly yeah. things get inside of us and then our behaviors are shaped around that. And sometimes if we just remove that rut, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. So anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I know you have this life coaching program. Who is your ideal client? My ideal client is a woman, um, typically in her midlife years. It's interesting because I've been attracting from early twenties to in their seventies. It, it yeah. blows my mind. <laughs> but my ideal client is a um, a woman in their midlife years that's really just um, want to live a life of fulfillment, right? Or I have come across women who are empty nesters, and they're just like at a place they're like who am I? And so when I ask that question, a lot of women are like, I don't know. I don't know who I am outside of my children. I don't know who I am outside of my career. And so really my client is the the woman who, who knows that there's greatness inside of her and she doesn't know how to tap into that. Um, and learning how to, to uncover and uproot some of those old belief systems so that they can really truly begin just thriving in their life where they are currently right now. 
Yeah, that's so good. I love that. I love that. And where can people find you? So I am (laughs) currently on Facebook more than anything. I do have um, an Instagram page. Um, But right now, I would say the best way to contact me is through my email, via email at coachakila at gmail.com. Perfect. And I'll throw that in the show notes for anyone that's listening that is feeling led to reach out to Akila and contact her. Do you have any last thoughts for anyone that's listening today? Any gems that you want to leave them with? Yeah. So (laughs) hitting gems. (laughs) Um, I want to, I really want to just encourage your listeners that, um, as I mentioned, everything you need is already inside of you. And you don't have to look outside of God for what you need. So good. oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes we are distracted um, by our past and don't know how to move forward. But I just want to encourage you that you are right where you are supposed to be and that you don't have to question your life. Now, if there's things that you are ready to move forward in or move from, then take the next step. You don't have to do this by yourself. You don't have to walk this life by yourself. There are people that need you. There are people who need to hear your story and to know that your story matters. We all have a story, Mm. but you have something right inside of you that needs to be birthed. And so I just encourage your audience to really begin digging deep and Um, uncovering the things that no longer serve you so that you can truly walk in victory from a place of victory and from a place of freedom that God has for you. Yeah, that's so good and so important. And I really just feel like the Lord wants you to just release a blessing over anybody that's listening right now. Would you be okay doing that? Yes. Yes. You want me to say a prayer? Yes. (laughs) Oh, wow. Father. You are so good. And right now, Lord, I lift every person up to you that's listening, God. And I pray, Lord, that their eyes and their ears are open to hear from you. Father, I pray anything that's trying to keep them bound, that's trying to keep them in any kind of um, a pattern of of stronghold or addictions, Lord, I release them right now to you, Lord. And I bind anything that the enemy is trying to hold against people, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you will have your way in our hearts and our mind and our spirit and our soul. Lord, the everything we need is already inside of us. You've planted seeds within us. And so, Lord, I, I, I pray that God, that if there's only one person that whose heart is touched by you because you've been already working in their hearts. Lord, I pray that they will propel into the next season of their life. Lord, I pray that they walk by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. I pray that each and every person will trust you without any doubt in their heart because of who you are. And Lord, if they don't know who they are, I pray that they learn who they are in you. Their identity is only found in Christ and Christ alone. And so, Lord, I pray that you have your, your, your people that you have, your children, Lord, someone is ready to write a book. Someone needs to write a book. Someone needs to write a poem. Someone needs to teach the next generation. 
someone can be used by you, Lord. I pray that your your children's dreams, dreams do not die inside, Lord, that they're birthed. Father, so I pray that each and every person who is gifted with your love and with your joy will be able to spread it to the next person. I pray that your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. And thank you all for joining us today. It's been a pleasure and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.